You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to the next episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. Bit of a different chat today. Grady is a market analyst and normally on The Whole Truth podcast, we have chats with people who are running the companies and the resources companies, the mining companies, the explorers. Not today, Grady Wolf. She's a market analyst at Stockbrokers Bell Direct. She lives and breathes the markets and she's given us some fascinating insights into not only what she does, but also what she thinks of the markets, where they're going, recessions, gold price, uranium price, and of course, what everybody wants to hear. What are the stocks that she and Bell Direct think are uh, good ones to buy into? She's an absolute professional, as you'll hear at every level. Sharp as attack, wonderfully engaging and great fun. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Grady, how did you come to be immersed in markets? It's a really interesting story. I was actually doing, um, I studied broadcasting post-grad and then I went down to, or I went to Fox Sports News in Sydney, down to Bunbury to do GWN7 when COVID first hit. And then after that, I got a headhunt to come back to Perth at Graffa and do some markets there for two and a, two and a bit years I was there. And then I got headhunted to Bell Direct. So that's where I am now and I absolutely love it. So my first degree is, uh, my undergrad is a Bachelor of Commerce majoring in Marketing and Advertising. But I started actually that degree in finance and accounting. So I did like it, but I found I talked too much to um, keep going on that pathway and I was a little bit too creative. So You were just, too, you're just too human to be an accountant, weren't you? <laughs> I was too human to be an accountant. I could not agree more. <laughs> so so, so bean be counting wasn't for you? It was not for me, but funnily enough, maths was my top subject in school and I always had a passion for business. Um, dad, well, obviously, I grew up in a, in a household where uh, dad had a publicly listed company from a few years ago, but he spent my whole life, he, he spent my whole life building this company from the ground up in the tech space. So seeing the startup life and all the way through to a publicly listed company, I naturally developed a passion for the markets. So that's where I am today and I absolutely love it. It's a very, um, very challenging industry um, and everything changes every single day. So if you, you definitely get caught out if you don't know your stuff. But luckily for me, I spend, I love it. So I live and breathe it and it's exactly where I want to be in my journey right now. What would you say to people now who are looking at the share market saying, hey, it's had a bit of a run of late and there's a lot of nervousness in the world. Do you think I should be taking an opportunity to buy some more shares or should I jump out and put the money in the bank? That's a very, very good question. I think it's the million dollar question at the moment. Every single day I come to work and one of my colleagues, Lewis, asked me what's happened overnight, what's going on in the markets. And he obviously lives and breeds markets as well, but he likes to have an analyst and a second point of view. So it's awesome to be able to talk about that. But at the moment, we're all thinking that obviously we've had this bull run for so long, markets have been so good, um, but there is this natural correction, inevitable correction is what people are saying, but I'm not that bearish. I'm probably more bullish than bearish at the moment, but I do think that we could be in for a couple of months. Uh, a little bit of a correction, a little bit of a pullback as people kind of reassess their, their circumstances given rising interest rates, inflation's pretty sticky still. We've got the Feds continuing to raise interest rates in the US and they're saying that they're not going to pause until they reach that uh, the two to three two uh, percent mark of inflation which they're not even close to at the moment so understanding that and the impact that 
has on global markets, then a lot of people are just kind of taking a little break in, at the moment, a little breather to see where their personal circumstances are at. Should they keep investing? Should they pull out and go into cash? So a lot has happened at the moment. And there's a lot of um, markets have shown real resilience this year. We're up on the ASX. We're up 4.6% year to date, which is phenomenal given the um, macroeconomic environment with China reopening that's constantly changing demand outlook for iron ore, oil, different commodities. Then we have um, obviously Russia's war with Ukraine, the devastating impact of that overseas, but also the impact that has on markets with commodities especially, but also energy prices have now factored in this war that's that's inevitable and we just don't know when it's going to end. So understanding that when it does end, what's going to happen to oil prices because we've already factored in Russia's lack of um, the sanctions put on Russia. So that's one factor we need to consider in the oil and energy space and then we've obviously got inflation rising interest rates around the world we've got the housing crisis we've got property prices going through the roof there is so much at play here but what is important to know is that all the different brokers are coming out saying we're going into recession we're doing this we're doing that but it's it's about sticking to your long-term goals yourself. So for, I know for me and for us at Bell Direct, we say keep your long-term goals intact. Obviously, markets, and there's a lot of noise, a lot of news out there, but it's understanding exactly where you want to be. So if you're a risk a risk person, stick with risk. If you're a growth person, growth's coming back this year. Tech, the appetite's high for tech. The RBA is going to set, is set to pause soon. So that's a great thing for tech. It makes um, profitability more affordable and growth outlook more affordable. So understanding that you need to stick in your own lane is what we like to say and kind of stick to your long-term goals. But in saying that, we do have recession outlook in the US and it is a 75% chance. I listened to Vanex um, economic update today and they said for them it's a 75% chance that the US will have a recession at the end wow. of 2023. Yeah. So with that in mind, recession is a very scary time, but it's about positioning yourself and making sure you have stability and financial stability, job stability, and we can weather the recessions pretty well. And lucky in Australia, with the banking crisis, we've, well, it wasn't really a crisis. It was the crack starting to show in the banking sector. And unlike with that, we're very lucky in Australia that the APRA has some really, really strict governing um, criteria and guidelines for all of our banks down under. So our banks are really well, really well positioned to weather anything that's coming our way. We survived the GFC. We could survive GFC 2.0. So understanding the how strict our banks are is a really, really good thing. We're really lucky in Australia. So. Uh to answer your question, the rate outlook for May is about a 25 basis point rate hike because the RBA did pause in April. So that could factor into a certain sectors. So um, the sectors that generally perform better, well, the ones that are hit hardest when the RBA raises interest rates are generally the REIT stocks and your financial stocks. Uh, the financial stocks benefit from it because they obviously have the um, rising in margins. So yeah, it's about understanding what's happening in the markets now. Um, and constantly being on top of, well, kind of weighing that against your long-term strategy. So don't let noise scare you off. Now, now, putting the noise aside, you mentioned the growing prospect, Grady, of a recession, particularly in the US. There are winners in a recession, though, aren't there? I mean, one of the ones that our people will be listening to when you come to the Gold Coast for the Resources Rising Stars Conference will be gold, because investors, yes. particularly mum and dad punters, love gold. They understand gold, don't they? They get the gold currency. They're looking at it yeah. thinking, uh, okay, interest rates might still have a little bit further to go, but sometime perhaps later this year, early next year, the banks will start to cut. 
that's good for gold, isn't it? It is very good for gold. And everyone's saying gold is back, which is exactly what you want to hear as a as someone invested in the gold miners and understanding that and understanding the turn in the US dollar recently. And also looking last year, the Australian spot gold price remained really strong despite all of the events that were going on, especially in the US, the strength in the US dollar, um, it remains strong in Australia. So with that in mind, our gold miners are set to benefit even further. Now, investors weren't really sold initially that GFC 2.0 had been avoided, and they're still really, really reluctant in this earnings season in the US to be piling straight back into the banks. And they've been really critical of the banks, actually, like Morgan Stanley rounded out the big banks, um, releasing their results overnight. And investors weren't impressed because they said that the benchmark was so low, they weren't that any any profitability wasn't really a big thing. And so with that in mind, investors tend to, when there's any shakiness in the market, when there's any fear or any um, stress in the market, they turn to gold, which is a safe haven. And so with the market so volatile at the moment, the VIX index is really high because of how high, how high volatility is and how uncertain times are. Gold is always a precious, precious commodity and it's precious in nature, precious in name and precious in everyone's portfolios. So the precious commodity is up 15% since March 10, which was the day that Silicon Valley Bank announced it was going under. So with that in mind, it's a rally for gold at the moment, a rally for gold miners. So having some gold in your portfolio is uh, very important and is what's being recommended in the market. Now, I know for me, I personally, at Bell Potter, we have a buy rating on Gold Road Resort and I need to disclose that I have an investment in Gold Road Resources. So um, that was actually on the back of reading the Bell Potter report. So you've been doing very well. Excellent. I have been doing uh, well, thanks to Gold Road Resources at the moment. Um, but yeah, we just like what we're seeing with this company. And they actually uh, rose 3% yesterday, again, because of the gold mining rally at the moment. So now, one, one anyone with gold is... Is doing yeah. well, but what about the other end, um, Grady? The more the more risk end, you might say, uh, those with a bigger appetite to take things on. Maybe uh, those who like to say, okay, there's a whole energy revolution going on here, and uh, how do you play that? If the world is going to decarbonise, it needs lots of copper. Hence, absolutely, people, yeah, many so, people are very um, bullish. Yeah, so a lot of people are very bullish. And now looking at this note here from yesterday, um, Samphire Resources is now the biggest pure play copper exposure left on the ASX after obviously BHP and Oz Minerals acquisition just this week. So with that in mind, there aren't actually many pure play copper um copper companies listed on the ASX. And understanding the role that copper plays in batteries. The whole decarbonisation EV electric vehicle movement can't happen without copper. So being uh, having exposure to copper in your portfolio is really, really important um, in the eye of all of the fundies at the moment. And I know the fundies are very bullish on it. Um, and yeah, so the Samphire Resources, Eris Resources and AIC Mines are the three that the fundies are kind of talking about at the moment and the markets are definitely keeping an eye on given the copper, um, copper outlook and its importance in this battery revenue evolution. But we also um, are looking at the moment at obviously the wider battery metals. So lithium is one. Um, naturally, it's come off this year because of the demand supply equilibrium 
being completely thrown out of whack. Um, Near-term outlook is really dull. Long-term outlook is great. You have one person or you have a whole bunch of people saying lithium is still the word. A whole other bunch of people saying no, sell, sell, sell. So it's a really, it's, it's really hotly deba debated, isn't it? Very hotly debated. It's hotly debated right now, and it was the word of 2022. So um, a lot of people, I think, prior to this year, a lot of people thought lithium was the only commodity and battery metal there was. That was it. But now we're learning more about battery metals and understanding the diversification need for these battery metals. There's nickel, there's graphite, there's zinc, copper, as you said. All of these play part in the battery, the making of a battery. So, for example, we have um, Argozi Minerals is one, and I do have to disclose I have a holding in this as well, um, and it's come off a long way. So, oh no, it's not, not, it's not eating into your gold road profits, is it, Grady? It's eating into gold roads, I know, <laughs> but it's okay because you, I you like can't the long term. We like the long-term outlook for Argozi at the moment. So we have a spec buy on them because they have a lithium place. So they have the Rincon Lithium Project in Argentina. And the um, if when that comes off, so they, they jumped about, I think it was 6% in February after they announced that they're on track for productions to start at uh, June 2023. And this will make Argozi only the second commercial scale lithium carbonate producer on the ASX. So I've just, I've just learned something, that, Grady. I learned how to pronounce Argozi. Argozi, yeah. Argozi. Is, is, that, is that how you say that, is it? I, I thought it was uh, Argozi. So. There, there you go. Now, now, speaking of things that are hotly debated and staying on our mm -hmm. energy topic, Grady. Yes. Uranium, the U word. Uranium, yes. Bound, bound always well, bound to stir up the, the hearts of investors for better or for worse. What, what's your view of uranium? See, uranium at the moment, it's a very, again, hotly debated topic, as you said. It's a, it's the commodity that re nuclear power relies on and decarbonisation is a lot more costly and, second of all, it can't happen without, well, it, it's very difficult to happen without nuclear power. Understanding that, a lot of countries around the world, like we do know that it has a massive impact on climate change and a lot of... Um, countries around the world and has human impact as well as we saw with the devastating Fukushima um, incident in Japan many years ago. But Japan is one of those countries turning power plants and nuclear power plants back on. And for them to do that says that there is a value in nuclear power. The rise of nuclear power and the rise of uranium came after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So obviously they stopped supplying coal to Europe and ahead of the European winter, they everyone's gone, oh gosh, we're going to have to have blackout periods because we have no power. Nuclear power therefore fills this gap. And that's what brought the price of uranium off all-time lows. And that's why Boss Energy is our pick of the bunch for uranium in uh, the uranium space for Bell Potter. We have a spec buy on uh, Boss Energy at the moment. Um, just because the company is on track for production to start at their honeymoon mine, which has been on care and maintenance since 2015, production is on track uh, for December 2023. And I actually saw Duncan the other day at the Resources Rising Stars event in Perth, and he said they are very much on track for that. So with that in mind, um, Bell Potter sees that Boss Energy is the way to play uranium because it's an asset with a clear low-risk pathway to production in a, a Tier 1 jurisdiction being Adelaide, South Australia. Um, they have a very experienced management team with a history of developing similar-style deposits. The opportunity for exploration upside is currently not factored into the share price, which is where Bell Potter sees the opportunity at. And also they've got really supportive um, tailwinds for the uranium space. So with the, uh, the um, recent global uranium conference, um, this, the prediction was that uranium is going to hit 100 US dollars a pound in the, in the mid to near 
near term. Hundred dollars so a pound. That, that's basically if you want double double of the current double. price. Yeah, double. So with that in mind and understanding countries are turning them back on, turning nuclear power plants back on, Germany was phasing them out. They're now not um, because they know there's a reliance and a need for nuclear power and that's not achievable without uranium. So with that in mind, anyone in that space and playing the space of uranium is in a very good position uh, moving forward and that's why Bell Potter's pick is Boss Energy. Now, you mentioned that you saw Duncan Crabe, the managing director of Boss, I did, at a yeah. conference. Now, he's coming to the Gold Coast, Grady, where you're a keynote speaker next month. Uh, yes. You're going up there to deliver this keynote on the on the uh, first day, May 16th. The conference yes. is a two-day conference, of course. Uh, what, what do you hope to get out of the conference? I am very, very excited for the conference. For me personally and given my role, I like the opportunity to talk to the CEOs because obviously I look at the reports that our analysts produce every day and that the markets are saying about these companies. But I think hearing it myself from the helm is really important because then I can deliver a kind of unbiased but also fully scoped understanding of a company when I talk about these companies. Um, for me, it's understanding why they're doing what they're doing from an investor's point of view, why investors should invest in these companies and the kind of outlook as well because we have such uncertain times in the markets right now and with this impending recession in the US, possible or well, highly possible, um, what what value am I going to get as an investor or um, as a potential investor in these companies? And why would I consider talking about them as myself, Grady Wolf, as market, a market analyst at Bell Direct? Why would I want to talk about them to the wider audience? So I think having the scope and having people there and also having many, many, over 700 investors there, it's good to kind of bounce ideas off each other and hear where everyone's kind of bulls and bears are in the market at the moment. It's a fantastic conference, I have to say. Declare an I'm interest so like excited. you do, the 50 companies over 20 days. You know, as you know, Grady, so many uh, professional investors, institutions get to talk to these uh, people running these companies day in, day out. But, of course, it's not easy for retail investors, for mums and dads to get the same access. But the conference on the Gold Coast means that they can go and talk to the likes of Duncan Crabe and the other managing directors who will be there and get the story straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, so it gives exactly. them a bit of an opportunity to, to square the ledger and close the gap on the professionals, doesn't it? Exactly. And you can kind of understand as well, well obviously with mining, it's um, that what I heard this morning on one of the conferences I, I tuned into in other economic updates is that they're, they're seeing the recession in the US could spark a um, an oversupply and over demand from China for Australian commodities. So at the same time, while we see the US go into a recession, we could have this booming commodities. And that is phenomenal for everyone heading to the Gold Coast because you can ask these these directors and CEOs about this idea and see what, how they play into that idea. And with such optimism in the space, why not consider buying in now into the stocks that you do do follow the story of, that you do see the great outlook of and the ones that you can ask the hard questions of and they're able to answer to. So, yeah, it's a it's phenomenal time and I'm really, really excited. Grady, look, thanks very much for having a chat to us. I look forward to seeing you on the Gold Coast. I've heard that uh, there's even a whisper you can get a beer or a glass of champagne up there on occasions. So I look forward to doing that. <laughs> look forward to catching up with you and, and, and the others and uh, hearing some more words of wisdom from somebody who clearly lives and breathes the markets. It's a, uh, it's a full-time job and then some, so uh, I'll let you get on with it. Thanks very much, Grady. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to see you on the Gold Coast. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. 
produced by Resource Media. Hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.